1: And welcome to episode 33 of Black Hole Cinema. I am your host this evening, Emma Platt, and joining me this tonight, I know said this evening again, is it's Chris. Hello, well it is
2: technically evening, I mean night is evening, isn't it?
1: I know, i just said it too many times and it sounded different.
2: Oh yeah, it's like, allow myself to introduce uh, myself.
1: <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah. Um, so, as usual, we're going to do our movie news and we might sing the movie news song again, which... There there was a movie
2: movie news song?
1: Yeah, you were on last time with me and Chris Hague, and we were all just going, movie news, movie news,
2: movie news. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, well, uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: That's (laughs) the song,
2: apparently. It is now. You know what? I was was thinking about making one up, and that's exactly what it sounded like.
1: (laughs) That's officially the movie news song. (laughs) Um, After our movie news, tonight we will be reviewing Ant-Man. Marvel's latest offering, starring Paul Rudd, and then it's the UK box office, which I always fuck up, and then, Chris, you have seen The Gallows. Yeah, and I've
2: seen Selfless as well, so... Oh,
1: awesome. Awesome. See, we know how to do our jobs. And then, it'll be time for Dead Meat again, and this week we are talking the... Dead film. Meat!
2: Sorry.
1: Dead Meat! I'm going to have to do a Dead Meat song, are I, as well?
2: Dead, dead Meat! Dead Meat! Dead Meat! Dead Meat! <laughs> that's
1: too jolly every time I think of themes I can just think of the X-Files song in my head but I'll have to yeah we'll just go Dead me, meh all over it <laughs> uh, and, then, and then that'll be it this is going well so far as always right movie news movie news movie news movie news movie news um, so Comic Con wrapped up last Sunday and I know it's been talked about and everything but we got an official release of of the suicide squad trailer for those of you who don't know jared leto will be playing the new joker and we've got like will smith in it and margot robbie's harley quinn and it's kind of like an anti-avengers suicide squad are going to come save the world so the trailer was released and it's all dark and brooding because that's kind of what dc want to go for to like who want to set themselves apart from Marvel. But I have to say, it looks really cool. And I am a huge Harley Quinn fan, so I was really interested to see how Margot Robbie's going to play her. Um, and she just seems a mental bitch, which I'm perfectly happy She's with. She's pretty much
2: perfect casting, I think. Yeah, she is. I mean, I love Margot Robbie anyway. I, you know, I mean, I've, I've only seen her in what, in two films. I know she has my heart. So, uh. <laughs> but she has the right look. She has the kind of, like, yeah, I can be, uh. I'm, I'm blonde. I can be like a old psychotic sort of. Yeah, hey, Mr. J. How you doing, So I I, I totally see it <laughs> as uh, Harley Quinn. You know, it, it, again, it's what it does. I do like David. Yeah, I think I like Fury. I like Dern. Um, I even to uh, in Sabotage, which wasn't very good, I know, but I still can enjoy. I, I I do kind of like I do kind of like his side films. So I think it could be fun. I still have reservations about Joker though. I'm still I'm still mm. not sold on it I know, I know a lot of people are now going oh yes bring it but to me it looks exactly like like how it was when they first had that released that first pitch and I thought hey, it just looks like Marilyn Manson playing <laughs> doing cosplay that's exactly what it looks like to me
1: I think they kind of want to capitalise though on the fact that Jared Leto's, you know he's in that band isn't he it's yeah to Mars. I think they want to do I think it's good that every kind of film or TV show that Joker's been in, it's kind of almost been like a different version of Joker. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's like, this is like the rock star Joker, and you could say Mark Hamill's voice is like the true Joker, and then Heath Ledger's like the hobo Joker, do you know what I mean? So it's good that they're almost creating a different type of Joker each time. It'd be interesting to see how it works. And how it ties into Batman versus Superman, because I noticed when I watched the two trailers, it seemed that there was a very... I mean, I know you can see Batman, allegedly, in this trailer, whether it's really Batman or not. I mean, I know they saw that the Batmobile was on set, wasn't it? There was people yeah. in the Batmobile on set and things like that. But it seemed to really tie... Especially at the end when <clears throat> the Joker's saying, I don't want to kill you, I just really want to hurt you. If you watch the Superman vs. Batman trailer, you can see Joker has written on one of Batman's suits. And
2: now, that's actually Robin's is, suit.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. Someone said that it's actually Robin's yeah. suit, and the implication is that... Joker has killed Robin. So it would be really if you, you could see well, it like maybe Joker's talk to
2: Batman. We, like, why would it we, kill you? We do you know, you? we do know that she was in, um, she was in Donnie Darko and uh, I forget her name, is it Jenna Malone or something like that? Uh, who's in Donnie Darko and she Sucker Punch? Punch, yeah. She's been cast as yeah. Robin, but, but that is like, uh, one of the, you know, that was, that's the Robin in the Dark Knight uh, Returns, which is the thing that's that basically has like, superman and batman fight you know so that that's that's yeah. one of the biggest influence. so you know and there are many robins so i i, w- I would yeah. i would say that this is kind of like one of the, like joker is obviously he's killed a robin which he has done uh, there's there's yeah. various different robins and this is like a newer age robin which is like a female uh, so i i think that's where they're going with it so i think that's going to be one like another little thing where they like reference that the fact that, oh, well, you know, she, he's, he's coming back and he has to get a new recruit and it turns out to be a chick this time. So I think that's one of the things. I mean, watching the Batman vs Superman trailer, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, now I'm actually really sold on this. I really want to still those things. that I mean, I'm still concerned about how I think I'm soon. I'm too concerned that they're going to try and do too much. But there was there was enough in it that makes so oh that was good oh that's intriguing like one insta I think what kind of like it did really well and I'm not sure if it was like a they've always planned this or they've just listened to like the reaction that Man of Steel got but they actually made like the destruction of Metropolis actually be like the the actual tipping point for Batman to like get right now yeah. you know which kind of made sense and it kind of like it kind of solves that issue now it kind of like go but there's no repercussion oh there is now. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah,
1: that that's gonna be really interesting to see. So I'm looking forward to Super Suicide Squad. I'm not a huge DC fan. I mean, I've got some Batman comics and things like that, but I think overall, the f- like, especially in the, the films, I don't. I like. I enjoyed Batman Begins. And I really liked Dark Knight. I wasn't too impressed with Dark Knight Rises, and Man of Steel was okay. So DC films really haven't grabbed me the way Marvel has. So it will be interesting to see. Speaking of superheroes, still. The final Fantastic Four trailer was released this week as well, and I think I'm possibly the only person who's really looking forward to this. I really enjoyed the first two Fantastic Four films, and I know they're a load of shite. And I'm not even going to say they're my guilty pleasure, because I don't feel guilty for liking the things I No, that you liking. shouldn't do. I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not good. I mean, the CGI was pants at the time. Jessica Alba as Sue Storm. I mean...
2: Yeah, that's oh, all you need to say, really.
1: Yeah, Chris Evans, I, I thought he was good, and uh, is it Michael Chiklis? Yeah, the sh- guy. Like, his, his, I thought his suit was. It doesn't look too bad, I mean, he's supposed to be a big rock one, so what can you do, but I mean, the cast in on this one seems really good, and I like the fact it's like, people are going to complain, oh, they didn't go into space, they went to another dimension, but Ned's always complaining, it's what we do, you know? Yeah. It's just, we can't help it. But I'm really looking forward to it because I I really enjoyed it, especially. I thought uh, Rise of Silver Surfer was boss. <laughs> I really think that's a really good film. But it's going to be really interesting. And, like, the cast are a lot younger, so I assume it's got to do more with the Ultimate Universe. And um, just, it's I, I think it's going
2: to be good. I'm not it does it, it go. seem to be going on the right right, We're going to take this in a really serious direction. I'm not sure if I've seen the latest trailer. I mean, I've seen two trailers so I'm not entirely sure whether I've seen the actual one that that you're talking about, but uh, the general, you know, I'm kind of uh, a little bit thinking that this will probably be, again, like the dark horse of the summer releases. Uh, like this, I mean, out, out, of all, out of all the films, I mean, like certainly Genesis was, or Genesis, or whatever it's pronounced, um, a lot of people say, or, or pretty much like panning that from the start, before they've seen yeah. it. So, but uh, this is kind of, having a similar reaction, but I think the way the trailer is cut, it does seem pretty humorless. But to be honest with you, it doesn't seem to give too much away and I'm kind of thinking that this will out of all the films this summer, this will what this will be the one who's most likely to surprise everyone. To, people will go in expecting it to be a bit pants. But actually actually that wasn't quite good. That was actually quite good. I quite like that. So that's that's my money's betting on the fact that Fantastic Four will be a lot better than what people are expecting it to be.
1: And I think that's
2: all for me about my for my movie news this week. Oh, so yeah, so it's basically. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> tri- well, yeah. What, what else is there? I mean, uh...
1: <laughs> no one like this. This it's after Comic Con and.
2: So what's next? What's next? Are we doing uh box office. Ant
1: Man,
2: we are doing. Should, Ant-Man. should we save Ant Man to last? Because. Yeah, sure. Do you want to do the
3: gallows? All right! All right! All right! Here we go. Can I get some stealth, please? <laughs> yeah, this place is super creepy at Alright, here's the stage. Let's do what we came here for. For you, sir. Who the hell would be Shh. in here? Right now?
0: Hello?
2: so gallows is another found footage horror film oh yeah
0: i know uh, <laughs> is
2: that like a hint of how you found well, it? it? well it's got absolute power but again i think i may be coming i don't know should we say easily please because i didn't find it that bad but yeah basically it's the, yeah it's just like found footage again really i mean that's what's one of pick up things like okay i get the whole reason it's found footage is a thing but i, I just find just just shoot make it normally who gives a shit it's found footage or not I just don't understand you know Cause all it, just, it just limits you it's like oh we have to have to, we have to be all set on phones now you know it's like oh we have to be clever it's like yeah but it's not clever blah which did it like 10-15 years ago who gives a shit now <laughs> sorry but it's, 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 it just doesn't make any sense to me it's like you just, you just give yourself an obstacle to go around why can't you just you know if if you really want that, that you know iPhone um, video camera aesthetic just shoot like that anyway and just make that the aesthetic rather than be like like a whole setup thing like oh well it's it's footage that we found that is actually quite already quite nicely edited <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah basically it's a found footage of a film set at high school uh, based around uh, a play that was back in 1993 it starts off uh seeing a video uh, camera footage of a play set in 1993 where uh, a character has to sort to be hung and he is actually hung like an accidental death on stage and then it cuts to um now where the the play called the gallows is actually going back and redoing it and uh we get introduced uh, to saying uh, to certain character pretty much jock type characters where one jock is kind of fancies like the, the the lead girl so he's gone in for the lead role and he's pretty much it's meant to be pretty bad bad in the role but um his mates keep sort of basically just pissing around and being fucking obnoxious twats, but the whole thing it kind of reminded me of a bit of Project X, which I fucking despised, because it's just like these characters are you know like the, the the main character who's got the camera, who's doing all the filming, is pretty much one of the worst human beings you can ever meet in your life. But um, but if it but but I go I go with it because this is a horror film. So he's probably going to meet a gruesome death. So you go, okay, it's fine. Unlike Project X where he just goes like, hey, it's great. And they get away with it and you think, fuck you. So basically it comes up, it comes up with the idea. It's like, actually, no, why, why, don't, why don't we break in and destroy the set? Because, you know, that's a nice thing to do. So they do that and they get locked in and then they seem to get... Um, hunted by uh, a guy basically a hangman with a noose who seems to be, be out to kill them and it's pretty dumb it has it's it it, it kind of wants to have a cake cake and eat it i mean uh, part of it's filmed on like actual iphones some of it's filmed on an actual camcorder so it kind of cuts between that sort of footage and it kind of it kind of wants to like sort of build up suspense but basically there's one moment where a character really gets separated and it stays with the, the other people trying to get trying to get the other person back and then and then and then after that's resolved, it kind of cuts to what the other person was seeing, and it just kind of feels like you kinda of want to have your cake and eat it, it kind of like well, it get i feel like it should have just chosen which side to go on, and it just feels pretty much too too much like it just couldn't it couldn't make couldn't decide what to. He couldn't decide between the two. Couldn't he? Kind of, he kind of thought, okay, I, I like like the idea of doing that, but also I also want the viewers to see this, you know. So on that level, I felt like, well, okay, it doesn't have any really whole weight, but you know, I I I enjoyed it. It it had enough tense moments, had a couple of jump scares in it, but it has pretty much this last scene is pretty much pointless and is so fucking dumb and silly. It almost ruins it. But, you know, but, you know what, if, it, if you see it on Netflix one night, you know, it's, like, 80 minutes long. You know, if any, if it was any longer, it would probably feel too long. But, you know, give it a go, it's fine. I, 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 I enjoyed it, even though the ending is fucking pants, but... Do
1: <laughs> so you
2: think that, like, fan footage has had its day? It, I just think, like, even, like, some film like Chronicle, which... I actually quite like that. That was probably the the last that and Ender Watch, I think, the two kind of found footage films that I generally thought they were fucking great. Uh Chronicle just about gets away with it because it, it kind of like plays its whole idea of like, well, all its camera angles are played on like a camera from somewhere, as, you know, whether it's someone filming or a surveillance camera or, or <laughs> it kind of just about got away with it and the story kinda of pulled it through. And and, and Ender Watch, I just felt they don't, it's, it, again, it kind of leads to myself. I really liked End of Watch, but the whole thing with Jake Jungle setting up, like, oh, I'm going to film everything, just feels like, what's the point in that shit? Just Just film it, like, as it is. As, as you know, as the film does, just don't make up excuses of like why the camera has to be there. It's like it's a film we know where the camera has to be there to shoot things. You know, so just just have it as a normal film at the end of the day you're just building up other things, but even though I've really liked them to watch anyway. So but that's what I think found footage tends to do these days. It's just it just just building up an obstacle course and a reason and a reason for a camera to be there. And and and, and they always end up cheating as well. You always end up like cutting away to some some other part, I think. Well, who's filming that? Why is the camera working in that condition? Why, you know, it's it it's just. I mean, I've not seen half of them. I mean, apparently, like there's a ton of them that just cheat, and I think, what's the point? Just if you want that aesthetic, just be a normal film, but just shoot it with an iPhone or shoot it with a camcorder. If you want that kind of natural on the scene aesthetic to it, rather than the, the glossiness of it. And that's another thing about the galleries as well. You know, for something that's like shot on camera phones and. And camcorders, it does look very glossy as well. So you know. Again, it wasn't cake and eat it, I guess, but there you are.
1: I think when they try and, um, like force a reason why they're recording it. What's it me and my brother watched a Bigfoot one. Uh I don't know what it was called. Oh,
2: is that a recent one? Is that, on, that been on Netflix or something
1: it, it was on Sky Movies. It was on like Sky on Demands I can't for the life me remember what it was called. And it was a guy going to make a documentary about Bigfoot with his girlfriend and I, so you can kind of understand why they had the camera but then they're recording all the personal conversations and I was like well if you yeah. make a documentary about Bigfoot why would you record that I think it's place is definitely really in the kind of horror genre you, I don't think you could make much of a an action film do film footage because then you're going to waste all your money on these effects that you're not going to see properly because it's supposed to be shot through like a camera film and stuff like that but it would it's I think it's got a bit more life left in it personally, but I think over the next two or three years, it'll start maybe peeping out a
2: little bit. I don't know. It's, so, like, it's lasted quite a bit though, isn't it? It's gone.
1: It really has, considering like Blair Witch was like 1999 now. So you're talking 15 years. So, and you also saw self
0: You've built
3: an empire from the ground up. Mr. Hale, it's an honour. The man who built New York. People will insist that your buildings make you immortal. Now, as you slip away, do you feel immortal? We offer humanity's
0: greatest minds more time to fulfill their potential.
3: Designed to offer you the very best of the human experience. It's alive, an empty vessel. If we do this, there's no turning back. Your old life is over.
2: Yeah, which, again, was no another, another film that got panned. but I kind of enjoyed it. Um, yeah, basically, Ryan Reynolds play... Well, no, actually, no, stuff start off right away. Ben Kingsley. Say Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Ben, he Kingsley. Uh, <laughs> ben Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he plays a big, wealthy businessman who is uh, die, he was dying. He's got um, a strange daughter. He doesn't want, doesn't want nothing to do with him. And he basically strikes a deal with uh, Matthew Good, who uh who, who gives him well basically I can give you a new body essentially and you can have a new life and he goes okay fine and that new body is Ryan is Ryan Reynolds and th- things turn out he's actually you know quite enjoying it he gets used to it he starts having vivid dreams of like he's not quite sure about whether the what's going on whether it's sort of old memories or just or just random dreams popping in, but, um, it, what, what it turns out that, uh, the body isn't actually cloned like he thought it was. It is, in fact, someone else who someone else who's had a previous life and he goes on to find answers and then the film actually to my surprise turned into an action film um which i thought it was going to be end. i thought it was going to be like like one of these like kind of sci-fi kind of drama type things like uh limit limitless or something like that but it actually turns out turns out to be kind of well, what if we did limit uh, limitless but then sides oh no, we're going to do like a like a few action scenes thrown in and you know me being a bit of an action nerd, I kind of liked that. I was like, yes, sign me up for that. And I kind of, I, 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 I did. I kind of enjoyed it. It, it could have been shorter, I think. Uh you yeah, know, there, there were, there were a few issues, but you know what? Ryan Reynolds kicking ass, and uh, you know, playing with a few interesting ideas, and Matthew Good being a little bit, bit creepy and a bit nerdy, you know. I was absolutely fine. You I, I, I like I like the ideas. I like the ideas, I was, uh, those um, the main basically the main henchman, uh like keeps coming back but in different bodies, because he, he, he gets, keeps getting like pretty much like more mortally wounded than like just then then they obviously just put him into a new body. It's like I kind of I kind of like that idea. So um, yeah, those uh, they those something to enjoy again. I think it's uh, yeah, it's a good freestyle film for me. But then others hated it. So what do I know? I like, I like Terminator Genesis.
1: I like Terminator
2: Genesis. <laughs> I know, well, you know, we're right, but obviously... But
1: <laughs> well, that's why we're on a podcast and the other people... Are. <laughs> 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 Every week I think I'm going to say something stupid and get a load of shit on Twitter and i never do. I'm obviously not being offensive enough.
2: <laughs> we, can, we can try. We can.
1: <laughs> God, no. <laughs> so, this so, is so just out. So, to...
2: Okay, if they're on Netflix, kind of film. Basically, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I do have to acknowledge that I've I've read a lot of people have not liked certain things, but I do think both films have something to enjoy in them. You know, uh, yeah, I so say Gallows has, I thought had had some quite tense moments and some genuine shot, even though ha- it has issues. But it's eighty minutes, so who gives a fuck, you know? And I mean, it, it, I mean, it, I mean, at an age where most most things are like. Two, like two hours or over that, you know, it's ninety. I always appreciate when a film is ninety minutes or, you know, eighty minutes. So you know, it, it it knows when to get the fuck out. But you know, it 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 does have some dumb moments. You know, Limitless could have been fleshed out a lot more. But I I did you
1: say Limitless?
2: <laughs> Selfless. Sorry, because I so, yeah, I used Limitless as a, as a reference point. So yeah, you did. so that's kind of like I thought it was going to be like that, but it was. It turned, it turned out to be actually be an action film, which kind pleasantly surprised me. But um. Yeah, yeah, I I, can, I, I did kinda like that. It. it was directed by the guy who did the cell. Uh, Selfless. God, that's a film I haven't thought about. Yeah, um he did um that uh, Mirror Mirror as well and uh
0: Oh yeah Yeah.
2: The film that wasn't quite as good as Snow White and the Huntsman. And mm, uh yeah, it was... and we all know how good that film was. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: Two solid recommendations. Yeah, kind, yeah,
2: kind of lights up. Two, like, sort sort of, sort of, yeah, why not? Kind
1: of. Yeah, being generous this week. Yeah. <laughs> right, box office. This week, number 10, Song of the Sea, which looks just so beautiful. I've seen it, saw the trailer for it a couple of times, and it just looks so whimsical and calming and soothing. And I might actually go see this. It took 72,000. And it's first week, and it, it I first I thought it was like Studio Ghibli because it's kind of got a very similar vibe, but it just looks beautiful. It really does. So if you don't want to take your kids to see Minions, Minions, I'm going to see. Uh fucking Minions.
3: Uh, number
1: nine. I can't. I just I can't. They're fucking everywhere, and my son has got like so much Minion stuff, and it's driving me insane. Goddamn kids. Number nine is Love and Mercy, which took 105,000 in its first week. Also, which I've heard absolutely nothing about.
2: So. Yeah, I've I've heard good things. I mean, I've not seen it myself, but I think I've known, I've known like a few people who've seen it and said that it's been really good. So, yeah, I, I was I think I missed I think I missed my chance to see it in cinema, but um, I'll I will definitely check it out at some point.
1: And number eight is Spy, which has taken almost 10 million to date, and I actually caught up with this um, earlier on in the week and really enjoyed it had too long, I Definitely, definitely. Um,
2: but like two hours think, should not be. It's not. It's yeah. ninety minutes. Should have half an hour taken out.
1: I thought my like Jason Statham was my favourite. Of course, Jason.
2: Jason is very in any film. Quite frankly. He's
1: just when he's talking about you know my girlfriend died because she got she fell out of a plane and got hit by another plane and I reattached my arm with my other arm and I was in a car on fire and I was like I love you. I I'm on a
2: fucking lake. Time.
1: <laughs> until melissa mccarthy just started marking off at rose bairn i didn't enjoy it as much like when she turned into kind of like her bridesmaid character, where
2: basically she's like oh i'm, I'm something confident and all this stuff
1: but I, I really enjoyed it so i'm glad to see that quite well uh number seven is empire strikes back which was yes seriously
0: uh-huh,
1: two million so far six weeks on release so it's looking good for the star wars film in december anyway an Empire. Everyone says Empire is like the best one. And then at number six is Amy, the Amy Winehouse documentary, which has taken just over a million. Um, a lot of people I know on Facebook have seen this and said it's quite like it's quite heartbreaking and it's very emotional. However, Amy Winehouse's dad is apparently portrayed in a really bad light, so he's got a huge problem with it. But isn't that's always the best documentaries when someone gets pissed off after it's come out? You know, it's probably really good. I might actually see if I can
2: catch. Probably because they portrayed it as the truth. It's like. I mean, like, I mean, the thing is, he's probably got, he's probably got pissed off because he's like been betrayed as, as a parent who basically just like exploited her daughter for money, basically, or just like, or just like pushed her daughter further in, in the limelight so she can make more money. And yeah, it's I like, yeah, I was like, well, oh, I'm pissed off. that well, yeah, but it kind of happened though, didn't it? So. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've, I've heard um, basically a lot of people say that that's exactly how he's portrayed as a man who ignored his daughter's needs to basically keep getting what he wants is but you know apparently he he said you only get one half the story they're gonna make a new documentary and blah 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 so number five Magic Mike XXL which has taken nearly four million which I'm not surprised at what really surprised me about the first one is I went to see her and I didn't go see her to see Channing Tatum take his clothes off because I don't like Channing Tatum I thought oh I'll go see this because you know, the director, he's got such prestige, and the screen is full of 30 to 40 old women shouting at the screen.
2: Throwing money. the
1: kids off all the way through. Pretty much, it was really, it was like a hen party in there till they stopped taking the clothes off, and everyone was like, oh, it's going to be a brewery. characters. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so, um, I haven't seen this yet, so I don't um, know what
2: it's like. I mean, it's, and... it's more dancey. It's more, I mean, like, I was quite surprised. I was, think, I was thinking, like, it was going to be, like, it, it, like the film that people were expecting the first one to be, which is basically just, like, mm. more, like, pretty much be all just guys taking the shirts off from abs and kind of, like, I was like, well, yeah, but where's any character? From? But I, the, the, there is actually more of that. I mean, it's more... It does involve, like, the, the other guys a lot more. So it's, it, there, is, there is some story, even though it doesn't really have a story, but it feels like it's just, like, a character piece about these guys just getting together doing the thing and it has like i say it does have like a really sort of a positive look at like the like the male strippers are like that they're actually there for good intentions they know they're like appreciate women and like there to kind of like to 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 essentially sort of give them a good time you know and in in the same all honest fun and have fun themselves and just you know appreciate women in kind of some sort of way so it does have Good qualities in it, and I actually was quite surprised. I enjoyed it quite a lot. He, he, even like the, the dance stuff as well. Ash, but fuck me, that's impressive. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 there was a the bit literally where like Shannon Tatum just flips over a chair with a girl in it. Literally, just 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 flips over. And then at one point, he's there like literally upside down, like pretty much doing like on top, like literally so sort of hand like ha- hands on the hands on the chair, like lifting himself upside down like sort of pretty much doing like push-ups it's just like man <laughs> <laughs> did you want to stand up just giving like a slow
1: clap just like bro I just and... I I, 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 I just know. sat there thinking
2: that you know it's, it's, it's the, 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 there's few like immortals that walk the earth and there's a one one <laughs> of them is the rock obviously yeah obviously. but I like Channing, I mean you know he, he he's got it all in he really he's just Handsome, he's he's got he's got this body to die for, and top off he comes across as such a nice, genuine guy. The bastard. So uh, <laughs> I was about to say that <laughs> he's like, oh God. Yeah. So
1: God damn you, Channing Tatum. How yeah. well are you? <clears throat> Number four is my Christmas favorite. Terminated. Yeah. Genesis, <laughs> taking over seven million. It's not that it
2: bad. Is, it is. It mean, like I mean, I did a podcast with more. it this week which I've yet to post and I I am surprised surprised. I was the only one saying yeah but come on it was fun though. Uh, and it's I mean the, the, a lot of people's are like the arguments are valid. It is yeah yes, yes, it's fucking stupid, it makes no fucking sense. Yes. Yes, you would say that Gy Cornish miscast, yes. Yeah you know, all, all these things, but at the end of the day I, you know, I, I had funny, it was pacey. i had good action scenes. Yeah, you know it did, it did some cool shit. I don't know. Well, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, I agree with it Do you know who Jay Courtney reminds me of? Ron Perlman. Really? I imagine. I th- not in the way he acts. In his face. I think he's...
2: What, you think really he's like going to have some massive accident or something? Like that. No, <laughs> okay. That.
1: I just I was looking at him thinking, you remind me of someone, but that's who you me of. No, I agree. It, it definitely has some interesting ideas and things like that. And I thought it was going to be really awful, and I did not want to see it, and I was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So, we give it a thumbs up. I, I certainly give
2: it a thumbs up, definitely.
1: Number three, Jurassic World, taking over fifty-seven million. Once again, I really enjoyed it. Some people really fucking hated it. Whatever. Action. It's, got it's dinosaur Dinosaurs. It. Chris Pratt. There you are. If you are easily pleased like me, go see it. Very good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Ted two, three over three and a half million in its first week. Nah, I'm not. I haven't seen it. You not, really You're not a Family Guy,
2: South fan? Do you
1: know what I? Family Guy and American Dad are those shows that I will... If I don't know what to watch on Netflix or I'm reading a book or something like that, I'll stick it on in the background and I could just watch it on a loop. And I, Ted, the first Ted film was okay, but I'm just not really... And I don't quite like Marky Mark. I'm, I'm gonna go I and do, Marky. honestly. I just
2: like,
1: yeah, it's Marky Yeah, so... But I don't know. There's just
2: something about. I probably will see it, but I won't see it in the pictures. I'll probably see it when it comes out in D. Again, I I think the problem is, and it's the same thing with Ted Two. I mean, I mean, with the first Ted Two. I mean, Ted Two is a bit more. It feels very much like a Family Guy episode more than like Ted was, or what, or what the in the West kind of thing they did. Oh, Yeah, that's one. Yeah, it does feel a lot more family, but again, it's the same problem with that was with the first step, <laughs> and and let's million days down the west. It's like Stephen Fallon does not know how to write a film script. He 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 knows how to make jokes, and yes, they are offensive, and yes, they are they are depending on your taste. But he does not. You know, it's like it they just go on. And there's no real actual story structure, and that that's his main problem. If he if he made a solid story structure that was about ninety minutes, it would work a heck of a lot better. Ted would have worked heck of a lot better if it had that if it was ninety minutes and had a solid solid narrative to follow. You can still have all these like random little jokes in that that make the film funny. But it needs to be you need to keep you need to keep it minutes, you need to be on point. And yeah, with comedy you have to work a lot harder and it just seems like when he tries as a film, he just kind of like goes, ah, yeah, well, we'll just I'll just throw in random jokes and yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that, then, and it just doesn't hold together as a film. But um, it has it has enough jokes to make it to make it work well. So if you like Family Guy, where uh, number
1: one, no surprise is Minions, twenty seven million. Uh, I I assume this is gonna be number one next week as well. I don't think Ant Man will really? be number one. I don't. I just.
3: Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
1: I think all the kids are off and, uh,
2: I... Yeah, I think it's a barbell to sell and it's, you know, Yeah, it, it, it does.
1: It does, but... I don't know. I've just got a feeling that maybe Minions will hold on for another week, you know. And um, my son keeps asking to go see it again, and I keep lying and saying it's not on the pictures anymore.
2: Oh, you got Inside Out as well coming out.
1: Yes, we are going to see that on Friday. I have promised we can go see that. But not Minions. Yeah, not Minions. But no surprise that it's it's still number one. Anyway, wrapping that up, let's talk some Marvel films.
3: Marvel, Ant-Man.
2: Marvel, Marvel. Marvel. <laughs>
3: Imagine a soldier The size of an insect The ultimate secret weapon
0: If You give godlike powers to everyone it's gonna be chaos So how do we stop him? By knowing I Scott I've been watching you for a while You're different and I believe everyone deserves a shot at
3: redemption. Do you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over.
0: What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes sense.
1: Ant man, I've been asked to say this. What is this? A film for ants? There you go, <laughs> I'm looking I happy now. Okay?
2: Boom, boom! <laughs>
1: My boyfriend, he asked me to say... And Abo did say that when the film started, so... Yeah, well, and, well, well, um, I guess,
2: well, I guess this film can be a really good time. Get it?
1: Ah! Clever, <laughs> clever. <laughs> um, and, but, I'm just going to think so, of
2: random puns for this film.
1: <laughs> I Right, I admittedly didn't see the first three minutes of this film because some asshole was so aggressive to me yesterday in the screen, I actually walked out and cried. So I didn't see the first three minutes. So I can't, If the first three minutes were amazing the best of the film, I couldn't tell you about them. Ant-Man is Paul Rudd, Scott Lang. Um, he's an ex-con who is, you know, he's down as well. He can't get a job. He can't see his daughter. He's wide stream marrying this asshole cop. So his friends, who were hilarious in this film, tasked to say, oh, we've got a tip. We want you to sneak in and steal this steal something and blow up the safe and it's actually all set up from Michael Douglas who is the original Ant-Man and he's looking for a new Ant-Man because he wants to steal something off Darren Cross who is Corey Stoll, who some of you may know from The Strain or from Law and Order. From House the Cards watch? as well. I don't watch He's uh, in the first
2: season.
1: So yeah, they want to steal something off him so he can't get all the power and create all these soldiers and blah 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 blah. Edgar Wright was originally supposed to direct this and I was so excited because I love Edgar Wright and I was so excited when... They cast Paul Rudd, and unfortunately for whatever reason he left, and it was directed by Peyton Reed. I would say, if I was going to mark this on a scale compared to all the other Marvel films, I would put this somewhere in the region of Thor.
2: Okay, uh, it's, it uh, depends on what. way do you feel about Thor, though? Are you?
1: Thor, I would say Thor. If I'm going to rate it one to ten, Thor's like a six and a half. Okay. So
2: it's yeah. So I mean, to be honest, I do like. I have a soft major soft soft spot for Thor but so but i can say, see where you're going it, it is i wouldn't say it's up there with the best but but then again <laughs> yeah, that's not to say there's, there's it does anything wrong it's just it, it, no, it it's it just an enjoyable it's just an enjoyable film that kind of like is again it's playful it kind of has fun fun with itself it you know it it it's the one that feels more like a comedy as well
1: yeah it's a heist movie yeah and, you know if if it went to soldiers the spy one the espionage one. this is a heist movie i felt i think i felt like they were building up for a really long time to him actually going in and committing the heist and then i don't know i felt like the the first bit before the heist they could have edited that down a little bit maybe i thought the support and cast were great i love evangeline lily michael douglas is really good Corey stahl was i think he walked a very fine line between being absolutely off his rocker crazy
2: he 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 did he did play. I mean, I was like, I, I mean, I do like Corey Stoll, but I, I, I was going into it. I was thinking, is he the right guy to be a bit uh, like the the big bad? I mean, he he comes across more as a, a character actor rather than someone who can like hold it as a as the main lead, as as the main villain. You know, some. You know, but he does a good job as being a bit of a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Well, i say a bit of a. He he does pretty much just vaporize someone on the nilly, but yeah, he's, he. He does. He is, he is a pretty nasty piece of work in this film, really, and and, and he does a good job of it, so kudos.
1: Yeah. I liked, um, I mean, in the comics, um, Hank Pym is a bit of an asshole and an mm. alcoholic, and he's really a bit of a shitter to uh, Wasp, Jennifer Dyne. He's obviously not in this film because she's apparently, she's just not in this film, let's just say that. Um, so it was, I thought, you know, when Michael Douglas was, like, losing his temper with Evangeline Lily. And shouting at her i thought that kind of to me showed shades of like the hangpim in the comics like a bit of a heart mm. a bit of a temper and then you could also link it to the fact that he said to paul rudd the suit takes its toll so is his mind a little bit gone because of the suit and things yeah like that? it was quite interesting i thought the bit where uh, when he like the thomas the tank bit yeah that really well... made me laugh, and it was really good to see like what would you do with this power do you know i mean i think the first bit where he shrunk in the bathtub and he fell through into the club i wasn't too impressed like that didn't really hold my attention and considering it was the first time he used his powers i was a bit like okay then but later on i was really interested to see how they utilize the you know when he blows up the glass when he's stuck inside the yellow jacket thing because he's got the little things and mm-hmm. then he's trying to hit Yellow Jacket and he hits. So there was interesting points where I thought like, okay, so you've shown me a little bit what you could do with your powers. But that first little bit where he he turns the suit on, I did. I wasn't a. I wasn't too impressed. And I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on why that bit didn't just grab me so much.
2: Did was it, Didn't it just feel like underwhelmed? Like it wasn't like oh, like you thought, oh, this is rubbish. It just felt like a bit. Yeah, I'm just a bit underwhelmed
1: yeah it was like this is okay do you know um but i think like the whole film kind of felt like that It's not a bad film by any means no one is bad in it there's it's not like you said it's like a comedy but uh, i think the comedy wasn't as i don't know it's not as overt as in say like no avengers where um like when the whole punches Thor and stuff like that. Yeah. The the really funny bit was with uh, his friends when he's like, you know, talking about okay, so my cousin Ignacio is talking to me and I'm at this wine tasting, You know how I'm not really into Red Wine, I'm going to Rose like, and like smiles the and moving. Wait, give me the Yeah. I like that I like that bit. That bit made me smile. And, you know, it's it's the whole it's a theme of redemption, you know. He's a he's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy because he's a bad guy with good intentions and he tries to do the right thing and all that kind of mm. stuff, so um, and I, I I love Paul Rudd's casting in this. I really like Paul Rudd. So that was, it was really interesting. The bit with the, um, I thought the best bit where he showcases powers is when he's fighting
2: yellow, Falcon. Yellow Jacket. Oh, fal- oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, when he's fighting Falcon, I thought that was like the best bit where I was like, it showed him like how he was using his powers because even though I read the comics and stuff, when I saw the trailer and it was like, she was like, you know, you can go really small, but you'll be like a bullet. And I was like, mm, yeah, but you know, when you say it like that, it sounds, it, sounds, it sounds kind of shit. But when you saw him fighting Falcon and he was going small to become more powerful, I thought that was mm. a better, a better showing off for him. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You could, I can kind of thought you could see what was going to happen
2: in the end. Well it's like it's, it's the, the first film as well. It's like you know, it's yeah. a, it's a similar sort of form. It's like you get a guy starts off. He's like, you know, he's he's web, he's this guy. He, he 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 gets this. He gets the power. He he learns how to use his power. He, he finds out reason for using using the power for good. He defeats the bad guy. Credits.
1: The bit where he's talking about like the reactor and you'll shrink between the atoms and you'll just you know bad things can happen. That was I think you know it was a bit like okay take this and put this in the back of your mind and save it for a mm. bit later because you're gonna need to know that information. Also the the extra credit scenes like i was a bit like did i wait for that because i thought the first one was fairly obvious and the second one i was a bit like Meh.
2: well the second one again. you can tell it wasn't actually shot by anyone who made ant-man it was it was made like on yeah. set for civil war probably and and, yeah. and i think it's it's it, uh, that was like the window for ant to come into civil war because it's like obviously yeah. falcon Spoilers. We are basically just spoiling the, the the last bit of the film. but basically it's like <laughs> it's repeating what Michael Douglas says, like, 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 like Captain's like, oh, we need, oh, we, oh, we're gonna need. But, but also, he's just like casually reveals, oh yeah, we found Bucky. <laughs> just casually, yeah, no, like, 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 oh yeah, you're yeah, the guy, we couldn't find before. Like we were talking about in uh, the last film, uh, Avengers, Avengers, Age of Ultron. Yeah, we we can't, we we can't, we can't find Bucky. Oh yeah, we found him. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's cool it's all cool we got this <laughs> just casually in a fucking in a fucking end credit sequence as well um okay. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like and he's like i think i know a guy because it, it ends with the fact that old oh, falcons looking for him as well so it kind of like yeah oh, he's like thinking right i think it might need someone who can do that sort of thing so yeah it's, it's it's a nice way to say that they're gonna be he's gonna be like essentially in avengers and I suppose in a kind of way, it, it feels like very confident the fact that because there was a lot of um, doubts about this since like Wright dropped out. Yeah. That like this may be like the biggest risk Marvel took, and this out out of the out of the films, this could be the one that might just do one bill and just just not bother doing anything else with. But they but, but they kind of like film is like, no, we're sticking with the you know the Marvel thing. This is tied into what's obviously. Of other shit's happening i mean it's starting mean, the first scene starts off with hank pym like kicking off about about something with hayley atwell and uh sorry with peggy carter and um howard stark yeah and and some other dudes who is uh, a baddie so that's to be a baddie Spoilers. well you know it, it, it's not really a spoiler because it because 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 michael douglas by the, by the way the the, the the special effects to make Michael Douglas Young again looked really good. I mean, you can tell, obviously, it's been yeah. computer's foot, but, you know, I'll still look pretty impressive, considering, mm. you know, assuming that he punches him in the face, and you can tell he's a bit of a fucking dick. You can tell, like, right, well, you know, he's probably going to start to be a bit of a, a like, a, a baddie of some description. So, one of the things I went into watching the film I was thinking, because... Obviously, Edgar Wright left the film from, from, shall we say, basically because he he, he did, it wasn't they wanted to change it into something that wasn't quite his vision, so he left the project. But obviously, you know the script was still written; they so just just rewrote it and you know just basically just changed some parts of it. So I think the things like the Thomas Tank Engine bit definitely Edgar Wright all over that. Yeah. The, the 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 bit definitely I thought was Edgar Wright was the uh, the bit where they're fighting in the case and he, and like Yellow Jacket says I'm going to destroy you destroyed by the Cure and it's and it's to yeah. like the Cure song like what I played on like on a phone I thought that was fucking brilliant um, but um, yeah I, I I did I did go in wondering what was Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish's influence on what wasn't and how the film would have been different. Um, and I don't think it would have been that much different. And I think I could be wrong, but I think the the main reason why Edgar Wright left was the decision to put Falcon in it and have and make it that because I think he wanted his own film to sustain. Mm-hmm. I think that was the only part of the film that felt like, oh, shit, this is an Avengers film. They went full on, you know. So and, and so I think that's probably why they left. He left as director. I don't know how did you, how did you feel like? Did you feel the any Edgar Wrightness? Joe Joe Korsh's influence?
1: I, I agree with like the Thomas Tank thing and definitely with the fight in the briefcase. But I, I can't say I was looking too much for the their influences in it, and um, because I kind of didn't want to go yeah. in and be looking for Edgar Wright. Because I was, I was, you know, when he left, I was gutted because I would have. Because to be honest,
2: know. I don't think it'd be that much different. I'd, yeah.
1: No, I I, 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 don't really myself, but I knew Edgar Wright had been working on this for a really, really, really long time, so it was kind of sad that he mm. didn't get to see it through. But like you said, I don't, I don't necessarily think it would be that much different. Um, the dry humour was there. Mm. I think that's quite the, the their staple. I mean, don't get me wrong if someone said, actually, we've got an egg right cut of Ant Man, he actually finished it, so when he just came in and redid it. Like, I, I would say, alright then. But I don't think it would be that different. I mean, like, uh, like I said before, there's, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. But at the same time, I kind of felt like something was missing, but I don't know what it was. It's a solid film in mm-hmm. every way, but th- I just feel like, I don't know. I, d- I don't know. I can't really put it into words too well. I, I do know what
2: you mean it's just it's it. you want to say underwhelming it Ain't quite underwhelmed but there is just a hint of underwhelming like it's like it, it didn't yeah. it, it does its job it it just it just wasn't like oh it, it just made, didn't make you go oh wow well, that was fucking ace. she went oh that was that was all right oh that was yeah. good you know it, it's what it's one of those films it doesn't really do anything it's nice to see paul rudd in a film that's doing not like some sort of wacky comedy or some sort of drama slash comedy he's actually in a like a marvel, of him. it's nice to see him in it, and he does does a good job. It's also nice to see Michael Douglas. So I thought he, he, he did a really, really good job, as, essentially, like, the, the second lead, you know. I um, what I liked by those subtle little, like, things, like the opening scene with Scotland's in, in a fight, and it turns out it's actually not a fight. It's like a... It, it It's like a rite of passage for leaving. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. I,
1: I didn't see that. Before. Oh, OK, yeah. It, he was he was back in
2: his friend's flat. Yeah, those those um, little sort of things that kind of make you think like, that was like, oh, that's like, it was something that turned out to be something else that was kind of like, built. There, was, there was loads of little things like that. And, uh, and there was certain little things like, like the, you know, the, the typical stereotypical like kiss of between like Hero and the girl. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I liked how that, that was handled because it kind of, it, it kind of just doesn't do it the old school, like, oh God, they're going to kiss now. It was kind of like a, Caught on the act kind of thing, rather right? more than anything. It's like, oh, oh, right. Well, we just like you almost want to go. Hang on, hang on. Did I just miss something? But it, I. But afterwards, I was like, I kind of like that. I it just, yeah, avoided all the cheese and just made it funny. So, um, mm. yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it's a good solid entry. Uh, I I would look forward to see what they do him in, in the Avengers films uh, and possibly his equal. So yeah, definitely. And I think the next Marvel
1: film now is.
2: Civil War, isn't it? That's the next it's, one.
1: It's Civil War, which you know It's a big
2: one. I mean
1: it's it is it's a big mean, it's
2: pretty um, much Avengers three.
1: I was about to say it's it's pretty much it's, Avengers three. It's thing, missing
2: four, that's about it.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to that, so we'll see we'll see where Marvel takes it next. Now <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. We're talking some dead meat. Dead meat, dead meat dead, meat, dead meat, dead meat! Dead I'm not doing my, my big introduction like last week because, quite frankly, I haven't written anything down. This week Imagine on... if you will, uh... No. Imagine if you will, a dark alleyway, I don't know, some shit like that. Imagine You're in heels
2: and you've seen...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you see. you What's that behind you? You turn around and there's a man. What's that covering his face? Is it a mask? start to walk faster and faster and he's got a knife and then shit happens and now you're dead meat.
2: <laughs> and then you try to run and you fall over because you're wearing heels and <laughs> he <laughs> yeah.
1: you're stupid have you had sex tonight mm, that's why you're getting stabbed that's why you're getting stabbed it's basically you drugs. Final so final girl theory final Gale theory comes from carol j clover and her 1987 article her body himself which basically says That the women who, well, sorry, the girls who survive slasher films do so because they have a certain set of physical and mental characteristics. Now, you're probably going to recognise these because seriously, they've been used over and over again ever since the early 70s. They are, and, and I'd like to point out that she doesn't have to possess all of these characteristics, these are just the main ones. A unisex name, a bookish and shy personality, an awareness of the threat before other characters. She is watchful to the point of paranoia handiness or some sort of mechanical skill set boyish in no way overtly feminine and most importantly virginal so for clover the ultimate final girl who really fits this is laurie strode from halloween played by jamie lee curtis and she writes (coughs) extensively about laurie strode (coughs) i'd like to point out as well that carol clover's theory does also talk about men um, but i'm gonna save that for another time and do another yeah she talks about laurie strode and how laurie strode is is all these things you know she's her friends go out and have sex and they're partying and laurie just stays with the kids and she's doing her homework and she picks out scenes to show how smart laurie is for example the bit where she's in school and she's looking out the window and she sees michael myers and even though she's not really concentrating on the lesson when the teacher calls upon her she can still answer it so laurie is yeah she's the number one. There's no. She talks briefly about boys but there's no really boys in her life. When Michael comes for Laurie Strode and when the monster or the slasher comes for all the final girls their defence must move from passive to active. They're the ones who notice that not only are their friends dying but there is there is someone out there coming for them. The final girl will usually try and present this to a figure of authority but they are always ignored because it's very important in the final girl theory. That the girls are on their own. There is no authority figure to help them. There is no parent to save them. It, it's like a, it's a rite of passage, uh, growing up from a girl to a woman. But the
2: the initiation is to survive this this killer. Well, it's, it's kind of like our. Um, sorry, he's interjecting, but it's kind of it's it's kind of like just natural story. So, so like the 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 lead character you would survive would be the one who's kind of like, hey, what the fuck's going on? Whether it's a, a boy or a girl, so it's, it's it's a natural thing, and plus, it will devalue their story if like they go like, "Officer, officer, there's a guy killing me." Okay, bang, oh, I kill dead. Sorted. Bye, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, so it is. Yeah. So I so think I think those themes kind of blend in naturally.
1: It's almost like um, a Beauty and the Beast kind of fairy tale, if you know what I mean. Because the killer is is always he's always he's virtually indestructible. He is. Very tall, or very overweight, or disfigured in some way, or even sometimes like Jason Voorhees, you know, he's got some sort of mental disability. In other words, he's outside the norm, mm. and it's once again it's a theme we see in a lot of horror films. It's this outside attacking yeah. normality. normal. either I mean,
2: that all gets different. away with it. I don't know if you you probably have, but have seen Black Christmas the the, the original? Yeah. Like that 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 film, kind of like the, the creepy thing about the thing is, but the guy in it is is the phone calls. And it's, like, sounds he makes, it's just like, oh, that's just fucking... That just does not sound... Right, (laughs) but uh, because the guy they used looks like a fairly normal guy as well. So the idea of, like... uh, You don't really see his face, but, like, from what you can see, he doesn't look disfigured, doesn't look, like, strange. He looks like a very regular-looking guy, but in a black black jumper or whatever, you know. And Mm. for the idea of him... Doing all this, all this shit, as well as the phone calls, yeah, you know, really twisted kind of stuff. Just, just adds that extra eeriness to it. And the fact that he gets away with it, it's just a little bit. huh. So even if like, mm. like Michael Myers or Jason Boyd is that kind of indestructible killer thing. It's like even if like, yeah, they got away or they think he's dead, we know he's not. We know, no, mm. he's still out there somewhere. You know, it's and that's scary, It's like there's no getting away from that. 'Cause yeah. well once you kill the, the monster it's like, Oh, well, something to be scared of anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. Carol Clover says as well that she she says that the female must take on male male characteristics in order to defeat the monster. So she must become more male. Um, there's a lot of theory, like Barbara Creed and Julie Christieva who talk a lot about castration theory and like women are jealous of the penis, basically, and men are scared of women because we haven't got a penis and all this kind of shit. And it kind of, in some ways, feeds into that kind of theory that a woman can only defeat a man by becoming yeah. more masculine. But if you watch Halloween, Laurie goes after Michael Myers first with a knitting needle, which is a sign of domes- domesticity and femininity. She picks up his knife at one point but can't use it against him. Now... Carol Clover makes this whole point all the way through, and I'm I'm going to start talking about some of the problems I have with Carol Clover's theory and some other people have some points that people mentioned. She goes on and on and on and on about women have to save themselves because that's how they enter adulthood. However, in Halloween, Laurie Strode is saved by Sam Loomis. She doesn't save herself. And then. Carol Clover goes, oh, yeah, I know I've said all that, basically, but it doesn't matter because she's empowered by her experience. Like, don't make this point all the way through and then find <laughs> out it doesn't fit what you've said and then double
2: back well, on it. Well, at the end of the day, it's like it's that's just one person with an opinion. And so yeah. just because they have an opinion doesn't necessarily mean it's the definitive, like, yeah. reason. Like, so There's no such thing. I mean, but I mean, basically, my opinion on the whole... Thing like sort of like desexualisation of of the way. It's based. It, I think it's basically simple as this. Films back in the days were, were mainly used to the idea of male leads, and so it's simple as when when you have a, a horror film, which you know is good, which is probably going to be popular. You are gonna but the the film the filmmakers at the time also say the producers would rather that uh, the male be a bit more boyish, i.e., be more. Like basically they appeal I wanna say appeal to the to the male audiences, you know, they, they find they find something they they've got in common with them, so if they are a bit more well, tom yeah. tomboyish, they can identify with them as well as the girls can do. So yeah. it, in a way it kind of unisexes that character rather than make it so rather than might like, if she was all girly then that might turn off the guys, essentially go like, Oh, I can't really get into it, she was just too old girl. She's like girl, what the, what the hell is that? I mean, it's yeah. it's dumb. It's completely dumb, but it probably has some truth to it. Especially back in that day, I think that's where it comes from. Rather than anything else, it's just simply as a yeah. as a way to kind of sell the film, essentially. But
1: it's just um, from my point of view, a lot of any time I read an article about women in horror films, they always reference Clover. They're constantly referencing back to Clover. It's almost like. In my master's degree, I'm writing about women in horror films. I'm writing about women in monster films. So there's four main theorists I come across all the time, and Clover's one of them. Now, obviously, she hasn't rewritten her article since 1987. So, and horror films have, slasher films have evolved and changed. So the final girl's evolved and changed. So we need to kind of. Part of my thesis is kind of coming up with the new final girl. Who is the new final girl and what does she do and all that kind of jazz. If we want to talk about briefly. A kind of newer final girl we only need to look at scream scream actively plays with established conventions of the genre sydney has sex with her boyfriend boyfriend's the fucking murderer and she's not the only person who survives the only virgin that is randy who says at the end i'm so glad i'm a virgin gail weathers is the other kind of final girl but she's like you know a selfish um, ambition hungry manipulative cow and she still survives and Sydney is aware of these this stereotype. There's a point where she says she's talking about some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door. And what does she do when the killer comes through the front door? Runs up mm. the fucking stairs. So she's aware but of it's But to be I think. I remember watching the
2: together. film. Isn't the front door option unavailable, though, or something? Although there's, there's, like, an understandable reason why I shouldn't. I think he comes through the window. Or it's She locks like the door, but... and it's like, if you, think, if you think about it, you probably you probably would run somewhere else because you wouldn't like be like oh hang on i'll, I'll just unbolt this front door while while the killer just comes up and stabs me but you know it's kind of like i mean like yeah you know, but yeah but I, I do i do always find that funny it's like yeah it, it, there is a point to that though
1: so she's aware of the the conventions of the the genre hmm. she's i mean they're all kind well, the, of the whole,
2: whole film is kind of thing you know it makes a point of making the rules itself you know like you...
1: yeah well randy hmm. talks about it the doesn't need there's three rules don't have sex, don't say you'll be right back because you won't and then there's another one uh, yeah, yeah,
2: well, it's basically and, you can't have sex yeah, and, and don't do drugs which is like, yeah, extension yeah. of Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And then uh, one of the killers goes I'll be right back and obviously he's the killer. Um, one of the articles I read when it was talking about the new final girl was talking about the, you know, sex in the films. The article made and I'll link the article on the blog post which will be going up some point this week just so people can read it and things like that so people know I'm not ripping off someone is that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be virgin on these films to survive but that sex has to be on your terms uh, nancy and nightmare on elm street's got a boyfriend doesn't necessarily mean that she's a virgin doesn't necessarily mean that she's not but her relationship with her boyfriend is a lot more even than um her friends oh what's in yeah name? i
2: mean
1: tina yeah. tina's relationship with rod is a lot more he's like the alpha male so the relationship's more even and the article says that it. You know, sex doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know, because there's been instances where the, the killer, the final girl's been the killer, or the final girl has, has died halfway through and it's not the actual final girl. It could be that just, you know, be true to yourself, otherwise there will be consequences. So it, it could be still a cautionary tale mm-hmm. about sex, but not so much have sex and die. It could be much more. You know, if if you would have yeah. sex, that's fine. But Don't
2: but not every horror film has to reference that anyway, because otherwise it would just be like, oh right, so the Virgin's going to be the the ones who's okay. You know, it's a lot more fresher to kind of turn that on its head. I mean, it's it's a bad film as I watched it not so long ago, but Cherry Falls plays with that convention. You know, it it plays with yeah. like you know, oh no, the, the, this film where the virgins die. I mean, it doesn't like it, it completely sort of drops that. That that theory anyway, but you know it's, it loses sight of its conviction. It's not that good a film, but you know again that's another example of a film playing with those ideas. You know, so
1: you know. You... Yeah, but I mean, like I said, the the Final Girl theory, I mean, hasn't been it hasn't been updated since the mm. 80s. I mean, people will obviously still be writing about it, but yeah, um, we do we do need a new a new Final Girl because it it's not it's not the same anymore. It's not like you know. I think parents are less likely to tell their their daughters now, if you have sex, bad things will happen to you. I think they are more likely to say, okay, you may want to have sex, but make sure you're protecting yourself. Make sure you're emotionally protected. I think that's much more of a modern message than if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant and die. Because that's not necessarily the way of the world now. So yeah, it's an outdated theory. But like I said, it is still the basis of a lot of articles and things that people write. But I would like to see... I don't want to just see people arguing against why Carol Clover's is wrong or why they disagree because I disagree with that to a certain extent. But I would like to see someone update it. What's the new Final Girl doing? How does she survive? You know, and why is it important that she survives? I mean, men men survive horror films these days. You know, it's it's not they're not always the bad guy. They're not always the killer. They're not always the asshole. You know, things have changed. So let's see a new updated
2: theory. For the for this century for this time? i mean, I, I don't know I think I mean we're, I think we're at the moment where it everyone just knows that's the norm so generally they just do whatever they can to change that up or or just add a different spin on it or I mean the, the film was screaming out screaming out to me it's not really that much different but you're uh, you're next which is basically that as like the the final girl on that is is pretty much she's a survivalist anyway so she just knows how' to kick ass and that's what surprises them they're expecting like you know, yeah. know, and it's like, oh, oh, shit! She's actually quite tough, <laughs> and she's, you know, she's resourceful and all this, all this kind of shit. You know, but, they, but they're all kind of, they all kind of play with like that that anyway. Mm-hmm. Eh? So like, so say if me and you go to make a horror film, like a slasher film, with that kind of like final girl convention, well, we'll have that in our heads, and we'll try and think, oh, well, what can we do to make that bit different what can we do to make that interesting or or what can we do to kind of make that like add a little bit of a spin on it or or make or you make a joke of it or something or anything you know because you don't otherwise if you just do the the basic like the uh, horror girl conventions it'll just become like well that's a bit boring isn't it you know so i think i think now it's just it, 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 it is changing but now it's just kind of like i don't think there's a set formula anymore i think it's just You know, it's just like, well, we've got the basic setup that, like, is that's been signposted in Scream, you know, back in 95, 94, uh, was it? 96, sorry. Yeah, 96, 96. even, like, back then. So now now we're just kind of, like, doing what we can to just play with that. So it's like, we've we've got our basic conventions, now we're just basically playing them, seeing what we can get away with, see what we can do differently, you know.
1: So, yeah, that, that pretty much wraps up final girl theory um, like I said there is a lot of <clears throat> a lot of feminist film theory is is, is linked to basically it boils down to fear and it's all down to male fear um, so yeah that wraps up dead meat and that wraps up the podcast this week. so as always I would like to thank Chris oh, life, my much. pleasure and you can tell people where to find uh, You can find me,
2: follow me on Twitter at Cinematronics, or um, you can uh, go on my website, which is www.cinematronicsco.uk, where you can actually I've uploaded new podcast episodes. Believe it or not, I've got uh, one on Terminator Genesis two post, which I should have done ages ago. But uh, by the time this podcast release, it'll probably be out. And um, they'll look up for my Bond podcast. And look out, I should be on iTunes soon, so uh, watch this space.
1: You can follow us at Black Hole. Oh my god, I forgot. I've <laughs> just looked at it as well. Oh dear, Emma. Black Hole Cinema Online. Black Hole Online. And we're on Facebook as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Krishnase2 if you really want, but I'm not that interested.
0: I'm
1: um, not. And before we go, as always, I have to give some advice to you. If Red Riding Hood shows up with a bazooka and a bad attitude, chin the bitch. Bye.
3: Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time.